are tuned in to CFCR 90.5 FM. It's time for the nerdy news. This is Punch Radio with Kathy and Tony, Jody and Dave, and we'll hear from Craig and Hank in a bit. Tony and Kathy, you guys are talking about Mando Mondays. What are Mando Mondays? Let me tell you about Mando Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> if you like the Mandalorian, then you're going to love the Mandalorian toys. And you're going to need to know about Mando Mondays because the thing about many more Mando Mondays, Mandalorian Mondays that is fun is the fact that they roll out all the toys for that week. And they're doing this for nine weeks. But wait, there's more. It's not just toys. It's not. It's everything you wanted. And, and things you didn't know that you wanted. From the movie, <laughs> TV show, The Mandalorian. Yeah. Now, if this isn't the biggest, strangest money grab of toys and product I've ever seen, then I don't know what is going on. But if you're like me and you want it all, it's perfect because it all comes out and you get to see everything and you get to see what you want and people are going crazy. Uh, the biggest problem with this is they're all kind of being released every week. So people are now you know, excited about what's happening. They're all waiting patiently. And uh, because you don't know what's happening next week, you're buying what you can this week, uh, just in case you don't want to miss something. Some of these things will sell out. A lot of pre-orders are selling out and so forth. Yeah, true. And every week is a, a complete mishmash of different things. You might get slippers and shirts and Pyrex and a toy one week. And then the next week you get cookies and trading cards and uh, instant pot. Yeah. With baby. Baby Yoda. Yoda. <laughs> we, um, I, okay. The biggest problem I have, have had so far is this. So they'll release, they released a bunch of Hasbro toys, a bunch of action figures, but they're all exclusive. So one exclusive went to, to Walmart online, one exclusive, uh, two exclusive went to uh, Amazon. And then one went to, uh, I think it was, it wouldn't be Toys R Us, be Target in the States and so forth. So you have all these exclusives that are coming out and they, they all drop at like one time at four o'clock. So four o'clock for us. So here you are, it's four o'clock, you're at work. So you can't just like jump on, on your phone and order stuff. If you do, you have to pick on what, pick as to what you want to order because everything's going on at the same time and you know they're going to sell out. So there's no real, you know, there's no real fluid like, hey, if you want to get this, it's on sale at three. If you want to get this, it's on sale at four. They just drop it at once. That's my biggest concern about it. At the same time, there's been pretty awesome product that's actually been announced uh, that I've pre-ordered, uh, but I don't know everything. So Kathy, you've actually been looking up to see what's, uh, what's on sale and what's come on sale and what's going to be on sale. Um, I think the the initial stuff that came out November 2nd was probably the widest range of things that I've ever seen to come out for a TV show. Um, there were animatronic toys that came out with the child. Um, there was a skateboard. There was Adidas Runners. There was eyeshadow, Baby Yoda eyeshadow. Who doesn't need that? Who doesn't need Who that? Who doesn't need Baby Yoda eyeshadow? There were Corral storage containers. There was an Instant Pot. There was uh, hoodies by Element. There were Stance socks, which were super cool. I should have got those. Um, there's online games. They're doing the Old Republic game and putting in like some of the Mandalorian characters. Uh, Monopoly Mandalorian, 
Legos. The Sims got okay, a okay, character. Wait. So this is all the first week? That's the first <laughs> That's week. The first week. So That's what was, I'm saying. So four it's, weeks ago, they dropped all this stuff. Holy moly. Okay. It's, it's ridiculous. And it kind of relates back a bit to the episode that you watched, but not always directly. So let's talk about those shoes. I know that the Adidas shoes were on sale that day. I saw them and I wanted them. They were sold instantly. They were gone before I even knew they existed. They dropped and they were gone. And that's kind of a thing with the, the big stores these days is they kind of like have you, have you dangling, waiting for the next thing and then you can't get it, which is an amazing way for scalpers to buy these items and then sell them the next day for double the money. But I don't <laughs> think that the big, you know, the big stores don't care. Adidas isn't standing around going like, oh no, we, they just want to like have a big push for their product, have it sell out. And then, you know, they're probably quite yeah. happy with that. Oh, for sure. Then it's more popular and their next release comes out. Like uh, this is kind of away from Mando Mondays, Mondays, but like I get alerts for which uh, new Adidas shoes are coming out. Of course you do. And there's no end to them. So if, if they, you know, feed into that where you have to jump on it right away, that really is good for them. Yeah. And then there's new ones coming out like yeah, at the end of the month. So yeah, I don't, I don't. I'm not a big sneakerhead. I think they call them. I do love my Star Wars, and I would have liked to have those Adidas. Um, and I see this happening a lot with uh, shoes and clothing and stuff. All right? What else came out that week? Uh, two weeks ago or four weeks ago? Um. So those were the main things that I broke okay. down for November second. Okay, November ninth was the helmet. Okay. Wait. You said that they actually had a a, a crock pot. Was that something they had that came out? An that instant day? pot. An instant pot oh. with uh, the child on it. I don't know what an instant pot is. What is that? Uh, it's kind of a crock pot. It's yeah. kind of a crock pot slash rice cooker that you can oh, yeah. cook other things in. So yeah. this is, and this is again, a big push. They're like, Hey, look at all the Mando. So they're just taking everything and, and pushing it. Yeah. I see, I've seen like, I, I, I'm talking like I'm really against this, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm, not <laughs> I'm not against this at all. I just, just talking like I am to be like the, the other side of the coin. But <laughs> yeah. I, I love the idea of having like a big crock pot of, Baby Your baby Yoda crockpot. So, so if you want to know what's coming out, you can go to StarWars.com and type in Mando Mondays, or they, or you can go direct to MandoMondays.com, which will in turn take you to StarWars.com. Yeah. But either either of those, and each week they have a list of things that are coming. Um, do you want to talk about the baby cookies? Go ahead. Tell me okay. about the, Tell me about these nummies. Nummy nummies. So <laughs> the, the last episode. If you haven't watched it, plugged your ears. But yeah, on the last episode, Baby Yoda eats these little tiny blue macaroons. You know, hold on, and right there, I'm going to stop you. Like, I don't think anybody's going to like lose anything. Like, oh, he ate macaroons. Like, I don't think that's going to like Set change. Wreck the story. It's not going to wreck the story. So <laughs> okay. go ahead. Okay. You can talk about the macaroons. Okay, Baby Yoda eats some blue colored macaroons. And it's super cute. They're space macaroons, though. Space macaroons. Because they're blue. He actually swipes them from a, his co-student at, at baby, baby school. Yeah, see, cool. now, you, now, you, now you wreck the story. Okay. That's, now you wreck the story. Okay, anyway, we're digressing far from the story. Yes. So one of the things that's uh, pre-ordered for November 23rd is you can pre-order from William Sonoma, Baby Yoda, Nummies macaroons so they're little blue macaroons in a package so you were saying something about william sonoma earlier william sonoma has done some really cool uh food related uh star wars products before um some that i own 
I'll show to the radio people who can't see any of this, but they have, um, I own the cookie presses that are in the shape of diff different Disney figures. Um, and yeah, they've, they've always done some really neat stuff and it's actually good quality. So if someone's going to do macaroons that probably get shipped from far away and stuff like that, I, I would trust them to be edible by the time they got here. I have to vouch for the Williams Sonoma like gimmicky bakeware because I yeah. also have like those cookie stamps. I've got the Star Wars characters and a bunch of the ships. And then I've also got like their Marvel set as well. And they're excellent. They work really well. They don't stick. They wash really well. And I've used and loaned them many times. And yeah. yes, they are quality items. And, and people love getting those cookies. They do. Yeah. And yeah. you look like a genius when all you did was really like mixed up some sugar and dough and rolled it out and then stamped it and baked it. Well, you can be as ambitious as you want to. You can just make yeah. a plain sugar cookie with the stamp and that's mm -hmm. good. But if you want to get crazy with your icing and your decoration, you, you can do that too. You can make Iron Man look, you know, like the real thing if you if you really want to. This is true. But they it's look like, really good just on their own. Yeah. It's like color, black and white. Yeah. Take what you want. Yeah, um, yeah, if you color the, the dough vibrantly, that also works very well. Yeah. I yeah. remember your Spider-Mans, your red, your red Spider-Man cookies. Those look, those look really good. You red guys are making me really want some cookies right now. This is all, this is all changed in a cookie talk. Now you're so, craving cookies. I sure am. Ba Baby Yoda cookies, though, they're that kind of light green that's unappetizing. I don't know yeah. how the light green cookie is going to be. Well, if they were, like, mint-flavored. Yeah, yeah, maybe. You could put, like, a chocolate. You could do two mint cookies sandwiched, you know, with chocolate in the middle. Oh, that was a good idea. I feel like good they might have missed the boat by not calling these cookies mandaloon, mandaro mandaroons. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, they definitely yeah. they went with the cutie cute name Navarro Nummies. They're nummies. Navarro Nummies. That's nummies. not smart. No. <laughs> All right. Any anything else you want to add about uh, the lineup? Anything else you want? I just to wanted to say about? that today, uh, the other day, they they showed what's going to be happening with the new Columbia coats. Every year, I look at the Columbia coats and I. I've bought only one in the past, and then this year I was really excited about, but there's, uh, there's a Mandalorian coat uh, you might want to check out if you like the Mandalorian. That would be the big, the big thing that happened uh, that I'm interested in anyway. So that's it. Mando Mondays. Check it out. Shop online. Lots of Christmas presents Lots of for Christmas Star Wars presents, fans. yes. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Well, we're going to throw things over to Hank and Craig, and then uh, I want to talk about vampires. And it's not really my bag usually, but today it is. So take <laughs> it away, Craiger. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Craig Silliphant and Hank Cruz here for Punch Radio. And we've got a few things to talk about now. Uh, obviously, it's December, so the holiday season is upon us. And, uh, you know, I think one of the first things we're going to look at is the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special, which both Hank and I had a chance to watch. It's on uh, Disney+. Plus. Now, uh, this one's obviously a bit of a, a play on the name. 
of the famous uh, Lego Star Wars holidays, or sorry, the famous Star Wars holiday special uh, that was made in 77 or 78, right after the initial popularity of Star Wars. And if you haven't seen that one, like it's bonkers. You can watch it on YouTube now, but it was for many years, like it was sort of done by the separate production company that like Lucas had nothing to do with. And it's, it's just insane. It's like, like B. Arthur singing songs and crazy, like Chewbacca's family on life day. And like one of them's named like Lumpy or something, but it was a thing that George Lucas tried to bury for many years. And it was passed around, you know, Hollywood and other circles, VHS bootleg tapes. So the Lego Star Wars special really has nothing to do with that other than they've sort of taken the name and they've taken the idea that it's life day. So it's like Poe, and Finn and, and uh, Ray and a bunch of people, they stuck Rose back in there, but they're, uh, they are, it's, it's life day. And also Ray is having trouble training Finn in the ways of the Jedi. So she has to go off and try and find out, you know, what the problem with that is and ends up finding this thing that opens up this time portal. And so she's jumping back and forth through all of like recorded Star Wars history, sort of like Back to the Future 2. Uh, and she's sort of like, you know, she shows up on Dagobah while Yoda's training Luke and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, that's basically the gag with it. It's pretty short. It was only like 45 minutes or an hour, I think. So uh, I know my son is big into Star Wars and Lego and he enjoyed it. Uh, I have my own thoughts, but Tank, uh, what did you think and, and your kids? I watched uh, watched it with the kids and uh, they don't know as much about Star Well, frankly, I don't know that much about Star Wars, but if you don't know anything about Star Wars, it's still cool because it's Lego. And so they loved every minute of it. And I did catch, I think, the majority of the references to other things that have happened in Star Wars. So yeah, for 40 some minutes, it was fun. It was fun. Everybody should watch it. Yeah. And that that is the fun thing with that Lego brand. I mean, I've really only probably watched Star Wars and maybe some Marvel or DC ones, but they always like they always have fun and a lot of like references and meta sort of moments uh, that make them, you know, fun for adults to watch too with the kids. So, you know, I would say they didn't, you know, it wasn't reinventing the wheel here. It was fun to see some of those characters again. Uh, and it was, you know, it was kind of just good, dumb holiday fun, I would say. So overall, I enjoyed it. Now, I know you have watched a show that I've been interested to see if it's any good or not. It's on Crave. Uh, it's an HBO Max show. Tell me about the flight attendant. Oh, so the uh, flight attendant, Craig, can you guess what the main character does for a living? Uh, she is a flight attendant? Yes, yeah, so she's a murderer. Oh, yeah, okay, a flight attendant, sure. And so she's an alcoholic, troubled party girl flight attendant. Her name's Cassandra Bowden, played by Big Bang Theory's Kaylee, whatever her name is. She wakes up in a hotel room in Bangkok, hung over from the night before with a sexy dude in her bed. All right. The bad news, the dude is so dead. Like, murdered dead. Like, blood everywhere. So she freaks out. She's afraid to call the police. Continues her mourning, trying to hold it together as if nothing happened. She joins her other flight attendant friends. They do the return trip to New York City. Met by the FBI, who questions her. And due to her weirdo, all-over-the-place demeanor, they think that she might have done it. So, knowing that she's a prime suspect, she starts piecing together what happened with the help of her lawyer friend and the dead dude who's now living in her subconscious. Things go all Scooby-Doo when she tries to investigate the crime. Spoiler free here, but it's worth the watch. I'll leave it at that. Leave it at that. You should check it out. I guess the total is going to be about eight episodes. I think there's uh, three or four out right now. 
eh, kind of a murder mystery kind of yeah, there's some intrigue there's some intrigue in there so intrigue. how do these shows compare to like like hbo max shows it's on crave but it's an hbo max show how do they compare to actual hbo shows because i know it's not really the same thing well, I don't know how the only like they're almost the same thing. Like, is but, it high quality? Oh, in terms of the quality, it's it's pretty good. Like, this show's a little campy, so I don't know if that's something where HBO would have been like, oh no, we need to do something a little more serious than this. But uh, uh, overall, uh, I think you should watch it. I think you like it. It's pretty cool. good. It's definitely I've been like been seeing it on Crave and been thinking I should check it out at least give an episode a shot and see if it hooks me or not. It's a bit oh, of a, it'll, it'll, it'll hook you. Yeah. yeah, it's a bit of a well-worn premise we've seen in lots of. There was even an X Files episode where Mulder wakes up like next to a corpse and he's fired some shots out of his gun and he's got to figure out what happened. But but uh, was that corpse a sexy piece of man meat lying there? No, no, no it was not. No, no. Not. so. I uh, was lucky enough to get a copy of the Criterion uh, version of Ghost Dog that came out in the last, uh, actually it was the last week or two, I think. Uh, so Ghost Dog, if you don't know, is a 1999 Jim Jarmusch film uh, starring Forrest Whitaker as the uh, title character. And it's basically like, it takes movies like Melville's Le Samurai, which is a French movie I think we've even talked about before on the show, and some other influences, and Jarmusch sort of puts them all together. But it's a really, really, really awesome movie. Whitaker is Ghost Dog, who's a hitman, who is goes by the way of the samurai. In fact, the movie's called Ghost Dog, the Way of the Samurai. And a mob guy saved his life a few years prior, and then he... Uh, comes back and he does like whatever that mob guy tells him. He's basically a hitman for that mob guy. He sees himself as a samurai and the mob guy is his master. But when he sort of, uh, through no fault of ghost dogs, screws up a hit, the rest of the mob go, no, we got to take this ghost dog guy out. And so ghost dog has to like retaliate, basically. Uh, it's an amazing movie. It's very like poetic, but some of the action's really good. It's kind of what you'd expect from a Jarmusch film. And then of course the soundtrack is amazing and it sort of takes that idea of, like I said, the samurai uh, and the hitman stories from Melville and then matches it with that sort of uh, like African-American uh, experience really. And RZA from Wu-Tang uh, does all the music, which makes a lot of sense because they're also obsessed with like samurai movies and stuff like that uh so uh it's definitely a great movie and the criterion disc was awesome there was like tons of great uh, extras on it and a like hour and a half interview with uh, jim jarmusch where he's just sort of answering random questions about the movie and about his aesthetics and stuff so uh ghost dog way of the samurai 1999 on criterion now definitely check it out uh, i know you've got uh, we got about two minutes left here and i know you've got a video game oh, so we're going from your samurai over to vikings in the new assassin's creed valhalla you become either a viking raider raised to be a fearless warrior and lead your clan from the icy desolation in norway to a new home amid the lush farmlands of ninth century england find your settlement conquer this hostile land by any means in order to earn your place in Valhalla. i rank this as my favorite assassin's creed game in the franchise so far beating out black flag because vikings versus pirates vikings always win because anybody as you know craig can cross the ocean in a pirate ship but in a longboat come on so the vikings always win i won't spoil any of the details but for fans of assassin's creed this is a must purchase if this is your first go at the world of the mighty ac expect to miss work 
How much work are you gonna miss? All the work. You're gonna miss work. You're gonna miss school. You're gonna miss hanging out with your children. You are gonna miss your husband's birthday. You're gonna miss everything because you're gonna be fully immersed in this not just beautiful, but gorgeous and violent open world adventure game, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, PC, every other console that's out there. Don't wait for Christmas, buy it now. Buy it now. There you go. Don't wait for Christmas. You heard that here. Uh, right on. All right. Well, that's our time. So I'm going to throw back to uh, Jody and everybody, but uh, we will see you next week with some more great recommendations. Say goodbye, Hank. Bye, Hank. All right. Thank you. Um, so as promised, we're going to talk about some vampires. And this was spurred on because a new comic came out last week called A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. And this is, it was a movie from 2014, it's Iranian. Well, it's made in the United States, but it's made, but it's it's based in Iran, um, and it's about a lady vampire who mostly preys on men who are like jerks. And uh, this this lovely adaptation just came out. It is written by Anna Lily uh, Amirpour, who is the director and writer of of uh, the original movie. Uh, the artwork is by Michael Deweese. And it's really cool because the pages are all black. They're black with white writing, like with white ink. And so the texture of the paper is really interesting and it looks really cool. She goes out at night and she, uh, you know, she's, she rides a skateboard, which is like pretty boss. And, uh, you know, takes it out on people who kind of deserve it. I don't know yet how true this is to the movie because I can't remember and not like a lot of stuff happens in the first issue. It's really just kind of setting the table as to who she is and, and what the mood is. But um, from the movie, there, it was, there was a graphic novel that came out in 2014, but it was more like prequel stuff. Like it was who she was and what her background is as opposed to like the story that's told in the movie. And this, I think is probably going to be more like the movie, but it might be new. And it's really weird because when I tried to research it, there really wasn't that much information online that I could come across. So I thought, well, okay, fine, screw it. We'll just talk about like other vampire things that we that we like. I think that this draws from Jim Jarmusch's uh, Only Lovers Left Alive. That came out in 2013 and A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night came out the next year. And both are super moody, very dark, really character based as opposed to just like the plot of like them chomping down on and being bloodsuckers. Um, and both really lean heavily on their soundtracks like the music really carries both of those movies really well but most of the time like a lot of vampire movies haha ha, suck like they do like they're just not <laughs> done very well i really love only lovers left alive and i really really love let the right one in from 2008 that's another like fantastic and they're both different and they're very like again character based as a, as opposed to just like putting on a pedestal that that like icon of vampire yeah they both came out in sort of the wake of twilight hmm. where twilight again i'm gonna use the bad pun sort of like sucked all the life out of the <laughs> genre and made it so that you know like nobody really wanted to make a vampire story or a vampire movie 
it would almost be like in the wake of J.K. Rowling thinking like, I'm going to tell a story about a school for magicians or something like that. Like, it was kind of like in that time period, you just couldn't do it. No. Um, and, and then, you know, there were some glimmers that started to peek through. Let the right one in, not the American remake, which I think is called Let Me In, which is terrible. Um, but the original, I want to say it was Swedish. Yeah, Swedish. Swedish, yeah. Swedish vampire movie. Only Lovers Left Alive. Um, you could maybe throw, uh, is it What We Do in the Shadows? Oh, yeah, that one's fun. But that's like, it's different genre because it's like almost self parody. Yeah, that one's a comedy. Yeah. Recently, you rewatched. Bram Stoker's Dracula, and I refused to rewatch it because it's like complete garbage, even though it has an amazing cast. Like, how how did you get through it? Uh, I did it in three sittings. <laughs> so, like three 40-minute sittings. It, I think it's it's been added to Canadian Netflix like very recently, mm -hmm. like maybe within the last month. I, I hadn't noticed it before, and then I sort of scrolling and so I'm like, hmm, yeah, like maybe that wasn't as bad as I remember. And it halfway is. There are some really cool things about it. The cast is incredible. Like you got Gary Oldman, Tom Waits, Richard E. Grant, and oh my goodness, Anthony Hopkins. But then you also have Keanu Reeves. But then you also have Keanu Reeves and- Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder. And I would actually have to lump Francis Ford Coppola himself into the garbage contributors to this movie. I don't know what was going on. If you haven't seen it recently, the, the, the symbolism using evil animals, really over the top. It's like, yes, we get it. The snakes, the spiders, the wolves, the lizards, all scary animals. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Francis. Well, my, I, I've said this before, I'll say it again, any movie, that Keanu Reeves can just show up to work in his own clothes is good. If he has to put on a costume, a powdered wig, or try an accent, it's garbage. So this follows that to a T. Yeah, and if he has to do an English accent, boy, oh boy, oh boy, look out. Yeah. I'd forgotten that in this version, he meets Count Dracula because he goes to Transylvania as a, a real estate agent. Yes. <laughs> he's he's yes. selling Dracula real estate. Right. Yes. And and he's sent to Transylvania to close the deal. Well, that's like Nosferatu is like the main character. The protagonist meets him because he's trying to buy him or find a new home for him. Right. So, yeah, yeah, real estate. Well, they they get what's coming to them. Yeah. <laughs> Not a big fan of the real estate broker, but uh yeah, and this, this got me thinking about like how the same thing sort of happened in the 80s and 90s where you had like a big movie like The Lost Boys that kind of made vampire movies cool again. Mm -hmm. But in the wake of that, then people forgot about Near Dark, which awesome. is, is a really good vampire movie. And not that The Lost Boys is a bad one. Lost Boys but, is awesome. But I, I think, you know, Near Dark is sort of like its low budget equivalent and is maybe a little bit cooler of a movie. It's awesome and uh, yeah, it, Interview with the Vampire, terrible. And that, you know, big budget, big stars, garbage. And then you've got these like littler movies which are amazing and, you know, do something a little new with the genre. Sure. That, 
that's what I like about, you know, I love, I do like horror and I do like thriller, but I don't want just the same old, same old. I want, you know, a little twist. I want a, a different take on the same old story. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe, you know, the twilight years are far enough behind us that, uh, you know, people will still show an interest in telling vampire stories again. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for more vampires. Okay. All right, throwing that out to you, Hollywood. Get it done. All right, that wraps up another episode of Punch Radio. So tune in again at 6 o'clock Friday nights on CFCR. And in the meantime, keep your dukes up.